0: cool <laughs> are we good hello and welcome to Mr haircut
1: Mr haircut
0: Mr haircut yeah,
2: Mr haircut
0: Mr haircut ah uh, Mr haircut Mr haircut Mr. haircut mm,
1: Mr haircut mm, Mr haircut.
0: What's up, listeners? This is John Ray, your most favoritist co-host of Mr. Haircut on the planet. On the show today, your least favorite co-host, Jonathan Green, and I will be talking about quality, something that's very important to artists and something that maybe should be more important to regular civilians, as we will find out later. We've also put together some great music for this show. As usual, Jonathan and I will improvise some in the studio, and I've included a short new track called Mr. Clean's Nightmare, a song that I wrote a few years ago while eating breakfast. Behind me now and at the end of the podcast is a tune from a show that Jonathan and I played with Daniel Serif on guitar at the Whiskey Box here in Winston-Salem. If you want to hear this music again, but don't want to listen to us talk nonsense all day, then you can go to our website, mrhaircut.org, and download all the music from the show. (laughs) Mr. Haircut is the haircut. Mr. So, haircut embod- embodies haircutness.
1: I see. So what if you have like male pattern baldness? Is that like like the cancers of Mr. haircuts?
0: No, you just rub haircut on top of it and and it goes away.
1: Well, it's not there is my point. Like <laughs> if you have male pattern baldness, you don't have <laughs> hair to cut. So it's like either uh, Mr. haircut doesn't need uh, to see you because you don't have any hair to cut or Mr. Haircut is already
0: inside you working overtime. Mr. Haircut is all around us. Mr. Haircut is the substance that we wade through every day.
1: Yeah? Okay. You're making Mr. Haircut sound like the Matrix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mr. Haircut is
1: is not the Matrix. He's the one. Uh, okay. <laughs> I saw this interesting thing, though, um, about that segueing into the matrix how the one was actually mr smith and not neo i saw that or maybe you told
0: me about that or something yeah
1: it was bizarre um but made sense yeah so for those of you that don't know and have never seen the matrix um there's this whole like sort of messiah thing that neo is like the one that he's going to like save everybody but there's if you've seen it uh then you know that, you know, he dies at the end. I'm sorry for anyone that hasn't seen The Matrix, but that I haven't was like seen 19, The Matrix yet. That was nineteen ninety nine. Oh, I was gonna um, watch it this weekend. Well,
0: sucks to be you. <laughs> Go watch Daredevil or something. So let's uh can we just do a little jam real quick? Sure. I wanna call this one the one. The one. The one. Okay. Interpret it like you want. One thing that I would like to talk about and kind of establish at the beginning of this podcast series is the big question, which is what is quality? Um, what makes music good? Because I feel like when I listen to us play, and even when I'm playing music uh, with with good players, I know that it's good music, and that's not something I question at all. I'm like this is this is good music. Sometimes it's I feel like, hey, this is shit um, Mm. that I would never listen to in a million years. But most of the time that I'm playing gigs uh, with good musicians, I know that somehow inherently that it's good music. Mm. Um, And I want to kind of talk about what that is and what that means um, and whether I'm even right about it. Okay. Do you have a place to start? So what does quality mean to you? So first of all, do you think... Uh, so take a good gig that you've played in the last two weeks. Do you think it was good music? Is it something that you would go listen to? What do you mean by good? Just anything, your definition. It, would you call it if you were, if you went to see your band play, would you say, oh, that's good music or not? Is the music itself good or was it performed well? Either. Either very i'm talking very general ideas so okay. <laughs> say you're talking so, to your mom and you're saying let's go see this band it's really
1: good oh well my mom would probably say no i'm gonna be in bed by 10 um but thanks for asking by the way why don't you call more
0: yeah you we should invite our moms to gigs more i guess as a whole as, as musicians <laughs> Musicians invite your moms to gigs. They right. like
1: that kind of thing. So, and and that's, I'm not asking questions to be like normal over analytical me. I'm asking questions to be clear because it's a big question. The yeah. quality question is big. Yeah. And so when you ask if I've played or have I seen good music, those are the things that I think about. I think about song selection and I think about performance. Okay. So, because I mean those are the two things like the actual ideas and how clear they are yeah um, and I think that is what makes improv good too you talk about the actual ideas is being played and it doesn't really matter if they're not executed well or in the correct context right um, and I think about that whenever I play slash look at musicians I'm like okay is the music that they're playing performing the necessary function? If it's dance dance music, is it dancey? Is it like tight right. and does it want to make you move? If it's um, more exploratory, like jam stuff, is it interesting? You know, or does it bore you to tears? Right. You know, is the band okay? So the band, that has to be tight, right? Yeah. And I think that's the one thing that defines a good band and a bad band. To people that care about music. Some people don't. When you go to a bar, um, most of the time they're all, they're like, just, do you know any journey? Or do you know, you know, I got friends in low places or whatever? And they don't care how well you do it. They just want to hear the song. Right. And that to me is annoying because it's like, it's people, and no offense, anybody that's like that. And I know friends of mine that are like that. I'm just not people that watch the same movie over and over and over and over again. And they genuinely enjoy it every single time they watch it. I can't do it. Like, I have to have new ideas and new new things thrown at me almost every... I'm like that with food. I can't have the same thing to eat every day. It would yeah. be healthier if I could have a smoothie every day and be completely satisfied, but I'm not that dude. Um, and so music is a little bit like that for me. I think I went off the rails just a little bit, but quality for me is uh, the ideas or the song selection and how well it's being performed. Right. By well, I mean sort of the technical things. What would make people cringe? Um, is the timing there? Does the band playing sort of uh, the right feelings together? Um, volumes on the stage, are they uh, manageable enough? First of all, they're not ear splitting. Secondly, can you hear you know, all mm-hmm. the instruments? Enough where it's like, oh, pleasing. Is everybody in tune? Like sort of the basic right. essentials of something. Because they, everything has to meet that standard before you even talk about it on a subjective
0: level. Right. So so I'm going to play devil's advocate. I agree with all that. But for example, uh, the Avett Brothers. Okay. It's a band I really like. And a lot of people really like them. Um, but they don't play in tune. Mm. and And they're not... And they're not great musicians. They're mm-hmm. great writers. Right. They're incredible songwriters, great lyricists, You know, poets, uh, and they're great performers, but they're not great musicians. Sure. They're not great at their instruments. And the thing that bugs most of my musician friends is that they don't play in tune. Right. Um, but I would still call it, You know, I, I've seen them a few times live, and I would call it a quality show. I would recommend it highly to anybody. Sure.
1: But you're already talking about things outside of uh, things that I set up, like... The actual content and the content can often be so good that you ignore imperfections, right? Yeah, you know, and that's totally fine, but the content has to be good enough for you know that to happen. If they were, you know, a crappy band playing crappy songs, then no one would care, but if it's really good content and they're not the best players, then people are often forgiving of that for one reason or
0: another. But what about so? Let's take this example. We played a show a couple nights ago that I thought was a, a great performance. All the musicians were great at Bulls, mm-hmm. and um, and people as a whole w- were not into it at all. They, in fact, they went to the bar next door. You know, it was a huge crowd at the bar next door, and only a few people actually listening to what we were doing. Okay, well, we're not the avid brothers. Um, <laughs> so, so what does that mean? So well, what that means right is like
1: okay. So branding and labeling means a lot. You know, whenever you have a band that's established and you have, you know, ticket sales and stuff, you already have a, a financial commitment for people that come in and want a certain product. Right? right. That is different than a weekly thing on several levels. For one, anybody that buys that will know exactly what they're getting or shouldn't or expect They They know what they're expecting. They may or may not get it. Um, but I think that's different. Than having a, a venue or a bar I mean it's both on the street and then from the street you can hear something that sounds a little bit like Radiohead mm-hmm. um, Radiohead itself and everything is right place is still kind of in my, <laughs> my brain because that was probably one of my favorite jams yeah. even though I didn't like it at the time but listening back to it it was really cool um, I'm not sure if that has the same mass appeal as let's say Uptown Funk And then I hate it because, like, we feel we'll do something that we enjoy and it's musical. And depending on the context, we could get like a huge applause from the crowd because they were just lost in it with us. They chose that night to be on the journey with us, or they'll be like, Do you know any country? Back to your other question, I I, I can't tell you. I, I don't know what keeps a massive people into going um, in, uh, from going to one place. Uh,
0: I don't I don't know. I just don't know. I, I've had so many experiences in twenty years of playing music where people people who would tell you if you ask them independently that they enjoy good music and that they like to go see concerts when they come to a place that i'm playing they will intentionally avoid the band sure. they'll go sit on the opposite side of the restaurant um and it's not you know i've thought of factors like playing too loud and um and not good quality sure. uh, you know what i think is not good quality but even playing great music people tend to stay away from it sure um i think that did you ask them
1: do you like to see good music like did you? I mean, because I feel like a a casual conversation to a stranger or a loose acquaintance probably wouldn't get to the bottom of what they think is good or not. Right. So uh, I think that you could ask fifty people that, and they would say yes, but they none of them
0: would agree on what good is. Well, to them. So that that's a good point. Um, so most people that I talk to about music, um, excluding musicians, sure. Um, it would say that what they like about music is the songs, and what they mean by the songs is the lyrics. Okay, and how much they can relate to the lyrics. Right, um, which is why country music is so popular because mm-hmm. it's kind of every man's music. Like talking about my garage door is broken. Sure. Um, and people can relate to that, and that's what they like. <laughs> every in man music. meaning Americans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Exactly.
0: We're talking about country music here. Our country, yeah. America. <laughs> Um and that's not what we do at all. I mean, right. I I would love to be a poet. I would love to be a lyricist, but I'm uh-huh. not. That's not my forte. Sure. But even so, you know, I've I've played with some great songwriters um who sing really well and with great lyrics and the same thing applies. You know, when we're playing at a restaurant, people don't want to hear it. They'd rather hear some canned music on the stereo. Well, I think the question that we're asking
1: is really, really broad. It's like, I just discovered Moselle's with you. uh, Yeah. And it was banging, right? So why
0: do people still go to Applebee's? Okay, now we're really getting to the bottom of this here. (laughs) Why? Yeah. (laughs) Um, But But if
1: there's so many people, so many local... Uh, restaurants that really care about their food and a lot of them consider it like an art Right. Um, why do people still go to Chili's and, and Applebee's and these
0: bigger chains? Well I can answer that it's comfort So, it, the reason anybody goes to any franchise is because they know what to expect before they get there um, they have an idea about what something is and then the restaurant doesn't let them down so they know what's what Applebee's is going to be like, and when they then when they go there, Applebee's is like that so one theory probably would be that
1: the people that pass us by have seen bar bands before, and we are fighting against years and years of bad cover band experience
0: and so they just don't expect us to be anything right you know they expect us to be terrible right and so without even giving it thirty right. second listen, mm-hmm. you know they just pass it on by right. I'm gonna to go to this bar where my friends are. Mm-hmm. So, how do we break down those walls? How do we get past people? That's a million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like my mom, my question. mom
1: works um, in jeans wear and marketing, and that's the biggest question that any brand that, that markets has. How do we circumvent? people's loyalties for the other companies so that we can gain uh, more followership. Right. My mom works for a Wrangler/Lee jeans and one of their biggest competitors is Levi's. Levi's is a huge name. So what they do is they go around asking people, so how what do you think about your jeans? Why do you buy the jeans that you buy? Um and you get so many different answers from it's just what I've always done to well these just fit me better and I know that, you know, they're going to feel a certain way whenever I get them. So I've never tried anything else. Right. You know, it's a million dollar question. How do you, why circumvent loyalties or these preconceived notions to get other people to come in? Right. That's what advertising is for.
0: So you would think that the answer to that is to make them feel comfortable with whatever you're trying to sell them. Right. So make them already feel comfortable with the new jeans, with the new design.
1: Yeah. Um, and that's hard to do because what you're already talking about is risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you have to, you're mobilizing someone to take a risk that they wouldn't usually take. And generally, um, people don't do that because the risks like that don't usually pay off. Right. Back to the every cover band that I've seen has sucked.
0: Yeah, because so few of them don't suck.
1: Right. Right. Um, So one thing to do would maybe be to raise the quality of music in the area overall. Um, But you can't do that because (laughs) there are other people that like crappy music. And as long as other people like crappy music, just like other people like McDonald's, then McDonald's is always going to be um, in business. And the people that make quality but a m- little bit more expensive stuff, is they're always going to have to do something extra or charge more or whatever they have to do to stay in business. So it's its the thing that I think it's people don't want the same things. And that's what I meant by what is good. It Good for some people isn't good for others. So that one person that says, I want, you know, I, I got friends in low places, does nothing really but bring down <laughs> the yeah. quality single-handedly. Single, it's, it's your fault. I'm telling you, you right now, I know you're listening to me. You're the one that always requests, I got friends in low places, Taylor Swift, and Wagon Wheel. Stop it. <laughs> you're hurting us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're hurting us all. It's your fault. I can see that. I would argue that there is an objective quality, though, that there is that there is good music regardless of what people think about it. Can you quantify that, though, please? Uh, I would quantify it the same way you did. I would say you know, talented musicians who practice their craft, um, who do it well. You know, the timing is good, the sound is good, Mm -hmm. the interplay of of ideas.
1: But then you, okay, so you get with that. Sometimes people use the word sterile mm-hmm. or a mechanical or, for some reason, a technical as, like, an insult.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that in that way.
1: You know, like, someone, and if you listen, you're you listening to this, you know exactly who I'm talking to. I don't have to call you out. Um, but a friend of mine that's going to rena- remain nameless, Matt, <laughs> Um Gets that like thrown in his face a lot because he has worked incredibly hard to be really clean and like proficient on his instrument and he can play these like like stunt stuff on yeah. on guitar and he gets that a lot just because he's playing things right. Right. <laughs> yeah, he, exactly. You know, he he he's playing things correctly, uh more correctly than a lot of guitar players. He gets that uh sterile or the technical word thrown out as an insult, which it shouldn't be. You know, at least in the in the context of musicians like him because it's almost it's it's really an insult to how hard you work. It's like, "Oh, is there a level that you can work too hard now?"
0: No. No, I don't think so. Um, and I think what he would get judged on more is the – well, I don't know. I think you're right. I think he's got a really, really clean, perfect sound. I mean, it's really – there's nothing out of place. It's mm-hmm. just like he hits everything he's trying to hit. And mm-hmm. to somebody like me who you know can't even keep up with half the stuff he does, um, yeah, it, it is just immensely clean. Mm-hmm but I would call that of the highest quality. I mean, I would say he's one of the highest quality musicians I've ever seen. Sure, but what I'm saying
1: is, because I agree with you, but what I'm saying is that there are people that don't. Yeah. And that people that, so that's the whole like, okay, is good, is is that really objective? Because you were just naming like Mm -hmm. objective qualities of what makes something good. Right. So, I'm not saying that I agree with that. I'm saying that other there are other people that go see music that disagree. Right. Also playing devil's advocate.
0: <laughs> no, that's good. You stumped me. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't relate. I was trying to to think why somebody would say that that's not good. Well, I can tell I you think from
1: experience it. going to blues jams. Yeah. you um, go to blues jams and... Uh, and I would get sort of the same type of... Well, I, I was never called perfect. I was just called busy or noty or whatever. And that's not blues. Like, I'm supposed to be playing like a shuffle and like stay in my lane and and listen to guitar players play the same licks for three and a half hours. Right. And that to me is not appealing. And so, I mean, I just stopped going to blues jams after a while. Um but but he would get that there. Like, yeah, he would be playing, and he knew the Stevie Ray Vaughan licks, and he knew what to do and stuff. But he was like, "Okay, I'm gonna try to do my own thing." Right? And he's like, "That's not bluesy. That's not blues. What you doing there? All them notes and stuff." <laughs> and it's not like it's not like Stevie Ray Vaughan played slowly. It's not like those guys didn't shred or tried to shred. It right? was just that here's some guy doing something else.
0: And it was like, ooh, no different, go away. I would say that goes back to the comfort thing then. Right. So I would say that has nothing to do with objective quality. Mm -hmm. That's somebody's fear of being uncomfortable, of stepping outside of their box, Mm -hmm. of experiencing something they haven't experienced before. Sure. Or not prepared for. So the question is, why
1: are you people afraid of us?
0: Yeah, you, listener. Why are you scared of me? I know why you're scared of John because he's a huge black man. See? And they just... might not have known that. <laughs>
1: was like one of the first equal opportunity employers man.
0: yeah, no I agree but that doesn't make any difference to somebody who who has who is uncomfortable with it. I don't know anyone that's uncomfortable
1: seeing a black man behind the microphone if he's singing or playing an instrument. I think the only time that people are uncomfortable with a black man behind the microphone is if he's if he's talking
0: yeah. Well, now we've scared off half our listeners.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shouldn't have even said anything. Maybe you can edit that part out. I am doing this behind the uh,
0: drum set, ladies and gentlemen. He's actually a very small black man. I am extremely small. You could really just put him in your pocket. It's like a little black man to go. (sighs) So this is a uh, podcast about music.
1: (laughs) We're going to dive into... uh, (laughs) racial equality and uh, oh. I'm just saying it's like one of the first one of the things that you don't say or think about is oh this person that's playing bass or guitar behind me is black. I wonder if he's going to steal my wallet while I'm doing my solo. <laughs> no one ever <laughs> thinks that. I do. Shame on you. <laughs> Only when it's you though. Shame on you. I've seen you do it. Well, I thought it was mine. Our wallets look similar. I thought you had my wallet in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I enjoyed it, so that's cool. It's all um, good. Yeah, I got a little gropey gropey <laughs> Really really taut from <laughs> from
0: biking that's right. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time Mr. Haircut has for you today, but check your pocket computers next week because we will have the rest of this conversation and more great music for you. Don't forget to go to our website, mrhaircut.org, and download all of the tunes you heard today. And don't forget to brush your teeth. Good night, and good luck.